This episode 24 was recorded on April 21st, 2022, and it's titled The Carlsbad Flower Fields at the Chamber of Commerce Green Business Expo and Happy Hour. Written in podcast for entrepreneurs, corporate management, and investors, John D. Sanders expands on his philosophies of making companies attractive for outside capital. What to do, how to do it, when to do it, how to promote it, and what to do with it. Visit johnsanders.com for more insights, articles, and stories, and be sure to catch this podcast anywhere you get your audio. All right, John, what did you say about last night? I was going to say that was a good event last night. They didn't have as many people as they had last year, though. I don't yeah. think. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was hard to tell how many exact exactly how many people were there, but yes, they didn't have as many or as or how many they wanted. <laughs> I know. So we're talking about the Carlsbad Chambers. Uh, it's the monthly mixer combined with the Green Expo at the flower fields in Carlsbad. Yeah, the flower fields are unbelievable. They're yes. beautiful every year. And the American flag is just outstanding. You got to be on Carl's on uh, uh, the airport road to get to see it really good. Yep. Yeah. What was your favorite part of it, John? Oh, well, I did meet a, a, a young lady that's got uh, that, that is in business for herself selling, uh, forgotten the name of it, but it's a, uh, box about uh, 12 inches by 12 inches by, I don't know how deep, six or eight inches. But it cleans the air, and it circulates the air, and it cleans all the bugs out of it. Oh, and nice. it uh, somehow gets rid of them. I don't know how it does it, but it's like a $1,900 unit. And apparently, there's several schools that have bought one for every one of their classrooms. Oh, really? Because so of the COVID? Everybody's it- getting bug, bug nervous now. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Not me. I just opened my door and get the ocean air in. (laughs) I know. And you have you have a natural ocean sound there. I I bet you guys sleep really well, don't you? Yeah, it's. uh, I'm looking out on it now. The ocean is calm and nice, sunny. The wind is blowing a little bit. My uh, my uh, I have a golf cart with wheels that turn with the wind. Neat, and uh, they're turning. (laughs) pretty rapidly right now. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about a, yeah, a wind vane of some sort. Yeah. Did you get a chance to look at the electric cars last night? Yes, I did. I did my not. Is, I didn't. My son's got a 12 year old Nissan Murano. It's uh-huh. giving him troubles and he's thinking about buying a car, but he says he go to all these dealers and they don't have anything. He's yeah. looking for a hybrid. He's, he, he wants, wants a, kind of the same size car he's got now. So I don't know. He'll be, he'll, he'll do all right. What's the Merino? I mean, that Marino, was, that's one of their Murano, Murano. That's what, that's a, an SUV. Oh, it's an SUV. So he wants an SUV, an electric yeah. SUV. Yeah. Why doesn't he just get the Tesla truck? No. <laughs> yeah, that thing is. Oh, did you see Tesla? Tesla had a blowout quarter and their stock have- was up seven or eight percent today. That guy's a, that guy's a winner, isn't he? Yeah, he is. See what happens with with uh, Twitter, but yeah, oh no, he's he's a great engineer. Well, he's apparently lined up fifty million of fifty billion of uh, support of other buyers that want to join in with him. Yeah, he'll pull it off. Well, I think it's on Netflix. If I want to get this right, there's a uh, kind of a documentary on um, 
on on Elon and and SpaceX and everything else. Um, you know, it's like Elon just picked up the baton really after the U.S. space program started to go away. Yeah, he he just really really made it happen. You know. So what are you looking at? What else has your attention right now? I'm looking moment? at the little thing in the corner. It's got a, it's got three dots. It indicates you can do something, but it, it you do it. It says edit your name, edit audio, uh, uh -huh. avatar, and stop the mic and cam. So I'll just leave off of that. <laughs> yep. There's nothing yep. there I need. Yep. Yep. So this is StreamYard. Yep. We're going to interview each other today. Yes, we are. How do you want to start this? Well, I'll ask you a couple of questions. Go ahead. Since we're on a podcast that you're uh, producing. Yes. Tell me about uh, uh, podcasting and your company. What are you now and what do you intend to be in five years? Awesome. So I've actually been podcasting since 2005. But it's, you and I met and uh, started Imagine Podcasting July of 2020. And so what this allowed partially for me to do is put together a team of people. So I'm always looking for people that are quite frankly, better at certain things than I am. Right. Yep. So as an example, Sam DeSanto is a really good example of that. And, uh, you know, so he and I typically work with the clients to do the first piece, which is setting up a brand document. And you were involved in that process when we did Vance's podcast, SoCal right. military news and views. So, um, you know, so it's it's a matter of really kind of starting to tell the story, helping the clients really tell the story. One of our most recent clients haven't launched yet, but it is um, the Professional Fiduciary Association of California. And what they're t wanting to do is really tell I'm stories. sorry, the professional what? Fiduciary Association. Oh, fiduciary. Okay. Yeah. So what they're really wanting to do is tell the stories. Yeah. that are of of their business and how they help people because people just don't understand what fiduciaries do. And we're mostly, one thing I've learned, because I learn a lot from our clients, is that uh, the meaning or, or the definition of a fiduciary in California is different here than it might be somewhere else in the country. But generally speaking, you know, what they're trying to do is just um, elevate the story um, and, and just kind of demystify what it's all about. So, well, you know, you bring up an interesting point about California, that business, you know, I was in it for 20 years, 30 years ago, but, yes. uh, the regular regulations, the, the, it's heavily regulated mm -hmm. first of all, by the securities and exchange commission, which does it federally, but then each state has a securities commissioner and they, they run to the beat of their own drum. Mm -hmm. And so they have different rules. I don't know. I've been gone long enough. They've probably changed by now, but uh, different rules for the state. And if you're going to do something, whether you can do it without going federally and so forth. So it's a very interesting. So fiduciary, I'm sure comes under that somehow. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, given it hasn't been quite two years, I still kind of moving out of startup into something much larger. Um and uh, kind of in the process of refining things. And what does that mean? It's like, I'm actually bringing the expenses down and keeping the quality high. There you I'm, go. Which I'm very happy about. Uh, something you and I haven't talked about, but um, we, now have a, we now have a studio. All right. And, yeah, and there's a local, yeah, there's a local um, 
studio in Carlsbad that does primarily music. But I've had several meetings with the owner and with the team there. Um, so as an example, these two podcasts that are that we're in the process of creating, um, they don't want um, the host is doing two podcasts and he does not want to record remotely from his house or his office. He actually wants to walk into a studio. There you go. He wants to feel legitimate. Exactly. So and and, uh, you know, so I, you know, I didn't really I had thoughts about putting up a studio and I have some ideas about working with the chamber on that. And we may put a studio in the Carlsbad Chamber's office as well. But I needed something pretty much right away. So what's really great is this team of people. Um, um, it's called Amplified Studios. They're off Faraday. And um, we just all have a love for audio. So it's all audio. It's all audio. How about that? Yep. There's going to be thing in Vista, which is mostly video. Yeah, they focus on video and people yeah. are enamored by video, but there's a big difference between audio and video. Yeah. Audio only is so immersive. And if you're just doing audio and not having to deal with the screen so much, you have the opportunity to be a lot more creative. Yeah. So one of the things, uh, one of the ideas down the road um, and talk, talking about where we're going to be going with this thing is actually scoring podcasts. So let's say let's say we get finished with this podcast and we do some editing of it and then pass it off to somebody, um, an artist that is a musician, and they can actually score the podcast and lay a music track behind it. How about that? Yeah, that's very high-end stuff. We're not going there today with that, but that's kind of the groundwork I want to be doing. You mean that stuff's not high-end enough? What's that? I'm not high-end enough. You're high-end enough. I'm just going to make us more high-end. <laughs> We're just going to get higher and higher. Is That's the whole idea. So did that the answer your question? The podcasting beanstalk. What? The podcasting beanstalk. Exactly. All you got to do is just keep watering it just a little bit. Yeah, that's right. So did that answer your question? You did. It's, I'm, I'm proud to be a part of it. I'm, I'm really happy you are... You and I work together on it. I just love you to death, John. I really do. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, no one's having more fun in life than I am right now. <laughs> What's going on? Well, I'm just doing my thing, you know. Uh, uh, I, uh, I've i got, uh, you, you've seen that commercial from uh, Farmers Insurance. We know a lot because we've seen a lot. Yes. That's me. I've seen yeah. it all, man, in my career. And especially with small companies, Nothing surprises me anymore. So the only surprise is that things don't go wrong. <laughs> That's the they, surprise. Yes. Well, they are going to go wrong. And they, no, but I said that the surprise is when they don't go wrong. Yes, yes. You know, the Murphy's Law, I, I met Colonel Murphy from Wright-Patterson Air Force Base uh, back when uh, uh, I was in the government. And uh, uh, he, he was early up with uh, space travel. I mean, space production at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. And so I used to tell these guys, this first time you had a, a unit that was out of your control that had thousands of parts. Mm. And he used to say, every, you have to assume that every part is going to fail at some point. Mm. So what do you do when that part fails? You have to have a backup. And sometimes you have to have a backup to the backup. Mm. And uh, so that's the whole thing, theory of NASA's and all these guys putting stuff in orbit. You have to assume that what can go wrong will. Now, what's going to happen? 
And the last thing you can take is a catastrophic failure. So the other thing is, how do you back up all these different parts? If you have thousands of parts, is that another thousands of parts? Or is it something you can, you know, cross circuit or something? So I do the same thing in business. I assume that when I put money into something, the money's gone. So, so uh, therefore, if anything I can do other than money being gone is a, an improvement. But it's not a it's not a winner. You go into things to be a winner, because the whole theory of venture capital, and that's sort of my business. I'm not a an angel investor. I am a hobby investor. It's my hobby. So I take a different viewpoint on things. Where, but you have to assume here. Here's the kind of the the um, statistics. Oh, I'll call it a hobby or venture investing. So let's say I've got ten deals and I put. $10,000 in each one. So that means I start with $100,000. So let's assume, which normally happens, that two or three out of the 10 go down the rat hole fairly quickly. So all of a sudden, your 100000 is now 70. So that leaves you with seven, seven deals. What you're hoping for is that one or two out of them will go at least 10 to 1 and hopefully 20 or 30 to 1. Let's take them at 10 to 1. So two deals go to 10 to 1. So their 10,000 becomes 100,000. So now your number is 270,000 on your 100. You've got the other four or five deals, you get your money back. That's kissing your sister after so many periods. So that adds another 40 or 50. So your 100,000 has become 310,000. So that's a 3 to 1 return. Now, Let's it has to, you have to have five to seven years to to reap this. So you're talking about your hundred thousand being invested for five to seven years. Illiquid. All the all the bad things. So three to one is a two hundred percent gain. That's not that great for the risk and for the illiquidity and everything else you got in there. You got to have one go more than ten to one. You have to have one. It goes 100 to 1. So now if it goes 100 to 1, you have busted the bank. So your your whole goal is to have one of those 10 go 50 or 100 to 1. And uh, then you and and to be a successful venture investor or to be the king of the hill, you have to have it happen for fast. So the 100 to 1 happens quickly. And then you become the the darling of the investment community and now everybody wants to give you money. And now you can't do the same things you did before because you got so much money, you have to invest in different things. So the whole ballgame changes. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's like your company going through and suddenly getting a monstrous contract. And now the whole ballgame changes for the company. You're no longer a little guy. You have to change everything. It's an interesting stuff. But for me, uh, I, I don't put anything money in in something that I can't afford to risk. So I'm not in trouble. I don't borrow money. So when I begin to run out of money, I'll just quit investing. That's all. Yeah. I don't have to. It's not some, it's a hobby. I don't have to do it. Yeah. And you're having the time of your life doing what you're doing. I enjoy the people. I don't invest in anyone I don't enjoy being with. Yeah. And, um, uh, oh, but I got to tell you, one of my deals. Yeah. Uh, you you didn't ask for it, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Is in Elaine Swan, the Swan School of Protocol and Etiquette. Yep. The company's official name is Decorum Ventures. 
So she owns, uh, she owns about uh, 80% and I own a little less than 20. And nice. uh, we have a great relationship. I love the woman. She's 55, black lady, presentable in every respect. Oh, she's fabulous. She is. So she was on the Wendy Williams show today. You familiar with oh, the show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not real familiar with it, but I, I've, I think I've probably seen well, it. Well, I've watched times. it twice, yesterday and today. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. They got the yeah. women in the audience that just go crazy. So, but apparently they're putting a, a new person in for Wendy. And uh -huh. uh, uh, she's had medical problems, I don't know, all kinds of stuff. So, um, the, um, so Elaine starts her company and she has these etiquette courses. She's learned it over the years. She was with Continental, Continental Airlines for a number of years as a, as an airline, whatever they called in those days. And, um, flight attendant. Yeah. And, uh, but she's been around the etiquette business. She's, she's talked with Martha Stewart many times. Uh, so she's, she's in the, in the flow, but started the company and was going to do courses that we do online. And then she got a couple of people that wanted to do stuff with her. So she created this licensing program and the licensing, the women, usually individual women, that become a licensee of the Swan School and therefore can market as the Swan School. Nice. And uh, so we've got 26 of these over the country with one or two in, in foreign countries, one I think in Kenya or Nigeria or something. And uh, they pay a minimal fee. The fee that start out was $3,000 to sign up. Then you get a training course, a two-day training course at Swan School. And then, you, um, and then you can sell the courses, you can sell our books, you can uh, give actually have classes in your facility. During the pan during the pandemic, she has twenty six of them. Not a single one missed their monthly payments. It was sixty seven dollars a month to maintain it. So we start to do, and the three thousand dollars on the front end is a barrier to entry because we're not getting highly successful people. We're getting people that want to start a home business. Yeah, and most of them don't have any money because they're doing it so they get some money. So we've this year we we have made that our prime goal not just to sell courses but to sell licenses. And we want to get to 100 licensees this year. Is it doable? Yes, is it probable? I have no idea. But we've got our first class coming through next week of seven or eight women. And uh but now we've changed it again because what we really want to go after is military spouses. These oh, are nice. women that are highly motivated, but they have to move. And so you can have a, you can have a company that goes with you and it, does, yes. it doesn't have facilities or other stuff. And um, uh, so we've changed it to where you now only pay $75 to get in the queue and you can take your course and you can have six months at $87 a month. And then you have to pay up, uh, pay up, a certain amount. So we we're staggering the payments down there yeah. and we're going to get more, so much interest. We're going to swamp the swamp, the world with the yeah. decor and venture Swan schools. Yeah. So I think I'm very, I'm very excited about it. I think you really go. Now you get a hundred people paying you $87 a month. You got some real money flowing through yep. whether you sell books, sell courses or anything. Yep. So I think that the Swan school is going to bust out this year. Yeah. Great. Is that kind of feeling like you're hundred to one? Uh, could be. 
could be. I don't be. have that much money in it. Hundred to one. Let's see. All I need to do is get a million dollars out of it. Okay. No, not hundred one. That's at fifty one. Well, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> who yeah. cares when you're having fun? Yeah, no, I, 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 John, I love spending time with you partially because I've I got news for you. I yeah. have had a hundred hundred to one. I've had two of them. Oh, good. Awesome. All right, so let's as we're wrapping up here. What are you doing this weekend? I mean, we're in Southern California. So Sunday, we're playing golf. My wife and I are playing golf on Sunday. It's supposed to be 79 degrees on Sunday. I know. I know. I was going to sign up for Saturday, but it's still in the low 70s. It's going to yeah. be in the upper 70s, or maybe 80 on Sunday. So it's much more fun out there with it being warm. Yeah. And well, yeah. Uh, uh, we've got coming up, our, I think, next weekend. On Sunday, I'm working with our Carlsbad by the Sea people here that in the community I live in. We have a booth at the street fair, passing out water right across diagonally across the street from our facility. So I'll I'll be on that thing a couple of hours, and then walk around it for a couple of hours. I love you know they got they've sold it out over eight hundred vendors. Nice, back yep, as good as they were uh, uh, pre pandemic. You know everybody's yep. pre pandemic, uh, but um, uh, so Saturday uh, I don't have anything planned. Nice, I'll probably listen to podcasts. Next weekend, our family's getting together in Newport to celebrate a couple of, of, of local birthdays for the for our people, an, an anniversary, uh, Mother's Day, etc. Yeah. Nice. So we'll do it all with a with a nice evening dinner. It's somewhere nice. So Newport's a good uh, a compromise because our daughter's in Palos Verdes, and that's about uh, the same distance down here as we have to go to get up there. And there's plenty of restaurants. So let's let everybody know how to get in touch of each of us. So what's the best way to get in touch with you, John? 843-491-6060, cell phone. 843, area code? Now, where is that? 843. Well, when I moved from D.C. to Myrtle Beach, I decided I'd get a local phone number, and I, and I let my 202 number get away from me. So when I moved here, I said, I got so many people on that. Who cares? Area codes don't mean anything anymore. They don't. No. It's they just don't. another three numbers on the front. And um, uh, then I have uh, uh, my email is john at johnsanders.com. Yep. And my website is johnsanders.com, which is loaded with stuff about me, about my companies. Oh, I have my book, Parables for Entrepreneurs, on there, which you can pull down and print out. Or you can listen to me read it, thanks to you, John. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, if you go to johnsanders.com, you can get to everything else, basically, including the podcast and the PDFs yes. of the book, parables. It's everything. Yep, exactly. It's the, it's, the, it's the doors to the kingdom of heaven. So I'm best well, reached. How do I get in touch with you? Imaginepodcasting.com because you have something of value to say. There you go. And it's true that over time, podcasting builds long-lasting, trusted relationships. That's why, partially, I do what I do. Terrific. Yep. I'm excited. I'm ready to cash in. Yeah, good. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, we're, we're not 30 years old. No, <laughs> I know. We only have 30 years. <laughs> I know. I know we don't. Yeah. All right, I'm John. 83. I don't even have 10 years, maybe. I think yeah. I'll have 10 years. I think you're going to have 10 years on you, at yeah. least. 
Well, okay, my friend. We'll see you Monday night. Yep.